Welcome to the Profitable NDIS Provider Podcast, where we're joined by your hosts, Tanya Gomez and Paul Bryan. In each episode, we'll be sharing valuable insights and tips to help you turn your NDIS business into a profitable venture. So whether you're just starting out or looking to take your business to the next level, you've come to the right place. Let's stop surviving and start thriving. Welcome everybody to the Profitable NDIS Provider Podcast. Uh, We've got a great episode for you today. We're going to talk about specifics uh, in growing your business. Yeah, I'm really excited for this one, Paul, because I'm interviewing you today about how to increase your business profits by 300% in 12 months. That is quite a lofty goal and a big achievement. Yeah. <laughs> Look, um, this is definitely uh, something that has happened with one of my clients. It's not like a generic thing, um, but I want you to know what is achievable in certain areas if you really apply uh, the principles that we use and you go at it without anything holding you back. Wonderful. So, so Paul, tell me about this client of yours, where they started and where are they today? Yeah. So look, I did some fantastic work with a good mate of mine now, Ahmed. And um, when we started out, he was, he was just starting his provider business. In fact, he'd gotten registered. He was one of those who was waiting until he got his registration before he started. Um, so, you know, obviously he was well invested to get started with. Um, but he started in our momentum program with just, this is what I want to do. And I want to help people. Uh, in fact, he had some lived experience with a family member and, and wanted to do that on a larger scale. And so we looked at what he was passionate about and we found an area which served him really well because he was passionate about it. And he grew a multi-million dollar business from it within 12 months. Amazing. That's a great success story. So what led to that growth? What were the specific tactics and strategies that were used? Oh, look, you know, this is, this is probably gonna be a bit of a promo for Momentum Tribe because we went through the system, right? So to give you an idea, we started and got a really good plan for his business, right? We found out who he wants to serve, how he wants to serve them, and what sort of results he wanted to get those people as well. And so, you know, for, for him, it was working with, you know, boys and having male providers working with boys and doing this in a way that was really essentially a group program, but helping them develop life skills, you know, find work, finish school, um, you know, find relationships and build connection. And when we, put those things in place, we then had a, 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 a product and a, um, you know, a program that he could run. And then the next thing was obviously getting that out to them and making it visible in the community to support coordinators and you know, parents with young men who needed these sort of things in their yeah. lives. And then once we got it in front of them, we worked on the model, we tweaked the model and got it to a place where it just ran like wildfire because it was something that was needed. It was put in front of the right people at the right time. And it was uh, set up in a way where the systems were in place that it could just grow. Wow. So it sounds like then he had a a structure. Mm -hmm. He had accountability from you holding him accountable. Mm -hmm. It's how he had a clear plan. Very good. And he executed the plan systematically so that he got results. And when it worked, he repeated what worked. Yeah. Yeah, so it's all that test and measure, Absolutely. test and measure, and once he got it right, 
he had made the right relationships to really push it out there. Yeah. And, you know, in that sort of situation, as things grew, new opportunities rose yeah. as well, right? So it didn't, it started out as this, this thing, which then evolved into a larger version of the same thing. It didn't add lots of different services. In fact, it's still very much that same program, mm. but other services became available because he was offering that core service. I said, well, you know, now, um, you know, we love working with you. Um, but we've got some respite funding and we'd like to do it with you because it's going to continue to better. And mm. we're talking about the parent. It's going to continue to better my son yes. if he's having that same thing. And so they then started to offer that respite to their existing clients. Mm. Amazing. So how much of this success story do you think was location specific or business specific? And how much of it is repeatable and able to be modeled by people watching this? Well, definitely not location specific. You know, for instance, uh, he's actually taken that and put it in another location now as well mm -hmm. because the system works. Right. And um, so it's definitely not location specific, but when we look at um, the type of business he was he was running, it was a group-based program and they had a physical location where they ran it from, which for his business model was required, right? right. And yes. it required some investment from him to set up a space to have things like, you know, a, a small quarter basketball court, pool table. He, um, you know, as it started to grow, he put in like several lots of computers so kids could apply for jobs while they were with a support worker. Um, they also had like some gaming stations and then like a, a space where they had like barbecues. And, you know, once they opened their next location, um, they actually made that a girls program. Mm. So then they had things that were specific to what the girls were looking for, mm. you know, and um, not to get into two final points in it, but, you know, they didn't have, um, they weren't doing fishing trips with the girls. You know, they weren't doing, you know, drone flying and that sort of thing. They were doing the things that the girls wanted to do. Yeah. And so they tailored it to each market mm. really specifically and it took off. Mm. So that's really knowing your market, isn't knowing it? Your knowing market. your market, positioning yourself, getting the right brand around that creating trust and then delivering. Yeah. And on that delivery, you know, we we found a way that was going to provide value to those clients up front. Yes. Before they were even clients. Right. Right? Um, for instance, you know, the parents uh, of those children had difficult children, behavioral issues, uh, ASD, all that sort of thing. And so we actually set up a system where, they would offer like workshops mm. to help parents just to get some information with, you know, psychologists to come in and, and do this. So they had free workshops, which obviously fed into their business because if you would like help with this on a daily basis, this is what we do. But if not, here's some free content that is going to help you get results with your kid. Yeah. Amazing. So it seems like extraordinary growth. How much do you think that mindset played a part here? Oh, it was huge. It really was. So, you know, when we started out, um, everything was a big hazy cloud, right? And he knew he wanted to do something. That was, that was the first step. He wanted to do something which was going to impact some lives. Um, then we cleared it up a bit about obviously who the ideal client was, what sort of business it was. Um, but then once, you know, that first bit of win, mm. right? The first say five people who, who joined his program when he actually had a group 
for his group program, he saw, wow, this, this is really good. This is what I want to do. This could work. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to give full credit to Ahmed here. He, he ran with it. He took the concept and goes, right, well, I love this. What should stop me now? Let's help more people. And I can tell you right now, having many conversations with him, that was his goal. Mm. How many people can I help? We've got a model that works. Let's get this out to people as much mm. as possible. And then he just ran with it. And now there is no, there is no upper limit of what could be done. Mm. And look, in my experience, success never goes like this, right? Yeah. It goes like this. Mm-hmm. Were there times where it was really challenging and he kept going anyway, or was it really a smooth sail for him? Oh, look, you know, there were definitely times when he had like a wake-up call with that that difficult client, right? And, um, you know, sometimes the model breaks when yes. you've got someone who doesn't fit the model. And to Ahmed's credit, um, he had his non-negotiables in place, which, you know, if you're, if you're in my momentum program, you'll know it's one of the first things we do is set up your non-negotiables in business. Mm. And he goes, right, well, does this fit in? No, well, I want to help this person. And so they actually made some tweaks to be able to really help that really difficult client. Mm. Um, what they didn't do was move into a space where they were people that they weren't equipped to help. Yeah. Now there were people who had like, you know, higher restrictive needs and that sort of thing. So, well, you know what? We'd love to help, but we're not equipped or trained to work with them. Here's somebody that we could refer you to who does that sort of thing. Yeah, wonderful. So, Paul, that sounds like your Momentum program really helped him kickstart his success, yeah. if not support the success. Can you tell me more about the program, what it includes, um, and how people can learn more? Brilliant. Yeah, so... Our momentum program is really for providers who are starting out. Like you've got your stuff in place to start, or maybe you've even got your first couple of clients, but you want to grow something which is more than just you and a couple of clients. You want to have some staff members. You want to make a difference in more people's lives. So our momentum program helps you put those things in place. You know, we start with a plan. We develop your message. We find your channels. All right. But then we really look at how can you be leading the conversation How are you building connection? And then how can we leverage your time and money in your business so that you're not wasting things and it's going in the right direction? Uh, To go right through it, we then, at that point, we start lead generation, right? Because then your message is really clear. Mm. Then we work on how to get your message out to as many people as possible. And by the end of that 12 weeks, we've actually developed a plan for your business over the next 12 to 24 months. So that you can leave that program and go, right, I know what's happening in my business. I know where I should be in 12, 24 months from now, and I've got a plan to grow. Now, some people love staying in the program. I've got people who've been in the program for about two years because they love the content. I update it every six months. Um, they love coming to our calls and that, that group uh, dynamic is fantastic. Having that mastermind of other providers to bounce ideas off is just brilliant. Sounds like a great program. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It sounds like you really enjoy running it as well, which I is really, really exciting. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And on that, um, we had a number of people who sort of finished that program and they grew really quite well, like Ahmed. So that's why we developed our profitable provider program, uh, P3, which basically takes people from that $700,000 to a million dollar space and helps you grow whatever you want to grow, mm. right? Impact a lot of people. Then we talk about, you know, 
Like, when do we hire a manager? What is that next stage? You know, do we need to find a marketing agency? What do we do in that space? You know, um, we look into much uh, deeper side of the business growth and structure and develop something really cool. Mm, amazing. So I think my my summary for today would be if you're looking to grow your business, you need to get a plan in place, oh, yes. be held accountable, execute, and find a community to help you stay on course and feel supported when things are tough. Yeah, 100%. In fact, we liken it to going on a journey. Mm. You need the car take you there. Yep. You need the fuel in the car. And you need the map. So we need the tools to know where we're going. We need the fuel, which is the community that helps push us and to keep us accountable. And we need the map. We need a really clear plan of what's happening. Amazing. It's great. Well, I have had a fantastic time talking about uh, Ahmed and his journey and, you know, hats off to him. He's done a fantastic job. And uh, next week, we're actually going to do uh, an episode which is going to spotlight on still providers. Yes. I think that's actually our last episode for season two, Ooh. and it is a bonus episode. So we usually do 10 episodes in a season, but we're doing a bonus one because we wanted to do almost a mastermind. Mm-hmm. I think we've got four SIL providers yep. from all across Australia joining us to talk about what is SIL? How do we get started in SIL? Because SIL is such a hot topic. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know what SIL is, it's supported independent living. Um, and I think we'll be asking them all things SIL find out where they started, how they grew, how many houses they have, um, and share their knowledge mm. from all across Australia with all of our wonderful listeners. Yeah, I think that people uh, look at that as sort of maybe a bit of a holy grail for NDIS providers, but there's a lot that goes into running a SIL house and multiple SIL houses along with the team, systems, the compliance, everything involved in that. So I think uh, if you are interested in that, or even if you're doing it now, Listening to that episode is going to be a game changer for you to see what people are doing who are really uh, building something fantastic right now. Yeah. And can you believe that this is our 20th episode? We've done 20 My episodes. Goodness. I know. <laughs> amazing, right? From just having a coffee yep. one day and deciding we both had a similar mission to de- developing 20 episodes. And actually, we've already got our next 10 organized. So we've yeah. got, we'll have 30 episodes out by the end of this year. Season three will be going live in the last quarter. Yeah, I'm really excited about that too. <laughs> Thanks everyone for joining us today. It was amazing to have you in this beautiful location and um, we look forward to speaking to you um, next Tuesday. Absolutely. Yeah. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Profitable NDIS Provider Podcast with Tanya Gomez and Paul Bryan. We hope you found today's episode informative and valuable. If you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to subscribe, leave us a rating and share it with others who could benefit from our insights. Until next time, keep thriving.